Hey there, and welcome back to a special edition of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week I bring you knowledge and tips and strategies to help you lose weight and get healthy so that you can prevent disease. Now, you may be thinking, what's that background noise that I'm hearing? (laughs) And it's actually the wind and some rocks. You might hear some water. I'm um, on a hike at Lake McConaughey in Ogallala. And this is arguably my favorite place in the world. This and the farm where my husband grew up. So why am I doing this special edition podcast? Two reasons. Number one, I thought it was time that I shared a little bit more about my why with you. Um, Why I'm so stinking passionate about helping adults get and stay healthy. Um, Because... It's very much connected to my grandparents who live out here. Um, And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is sugar cravings and the childhood places that they might stem from. I know at least for me, um, coming to the lake brings out so many memories of food and sugar. And I've really come to learn that while those memories are wonderful, they also... Um, gave me a pretty big sweet tooth that I've had to work really hard to overcome. So I wanted to share some of my knowledge with you to, um, you know, inspire you to maybe reflect a little bit more deeply about your childhood and how that might have um, impacted your sugar cravings. So this one's a very, very casual episode. I haven't written anything down. (laughs) Um, So we'll just kind of dive in. If you are new to me, I'm from Nebraska, and we came up to Lake McConaughey, which is this beautiful big lake in Nebraska, very often. My grandparents had a cabin out here, and they still do. Um, My grandpa died about one year ago, um, and I miss him dearly, and coming out here brings back a lot of memories, um, a lot of great memories of him. He um, He was a radiologist. And before that, he was a general practitioner in rural Wyoming. And he always just spoke so highly about practicing medicine and getting to help people. And he was the primary factor why I wanted to go into medicine and ultimately chose physical therapy school. Um, He was the most generous, goofy, fun-loving, warm devoted um, man of faith that I've ever, ever met. And he impacted my life so much. Uh, I, one of my most distinct memories with him was on a boat ride. And I would always talk to him about relationships and love because he and my Nana have had one of the most fun and special relationships that Um, I've ever seen. I mean, (laughs) he thought that she just walked on water, and she does. My Nana absolutely walks on water. Um, And they always had such a bantering, lighthearted relationship, but it's just that deep love for each other. And I wanted that. I wanted that kind of relationship. And so I would ask him, you know, Papa, how am I going to know? How am I going to know that I'm going to marry the right man? How do I know when I meet him? And he validated me as a person. He said, you know, Morgan, you don't need a man. You are beautiful. 
and you are smart and you can do anything you want to do. And that was the very, very first time in my life I actually felt beautiful. And I remember how loved and how valued and how known I felt in that moment with my papa on the front of his big boat. And um, I think that's really special. It's a special memory to have feeling beautiful for the first time, feeling validated by your papa. But then he also told me two pieces of advice. He said, Morgan, you have to marry your very best friend. And the man standing down the aisle from you has to be the best man that you've ever known. And I thought, well, that's a tall order because I thought Papa walked on water. And then I met Justin and he uh, certainly gives Papa a run for his money. And, um, yeah, such special memories with my grandpa and my grandma and quite frankly, all of my grandparents. I mean, that's just one story and I have so many from all of my grandparents. And I think that when I decided to go into geriatric physical therapy, I almost felt this moral obligation to pay it forward to them, you know, to help grandparents be healthy so that they could impact and influence their grandchildren's lives like mine have done for me. And that's my why. You know, I think that grandparents play an invaluable and irreplaceable role in uh, grandchildren's lives. And maybe, maybe you didn't have quote-unquote grandparents. Perhaps it was an aunt or an uncle or a pastor or a family friend who influenced your life like that. But my guess is that you have some special people and some special memories with those special people. And I recognized, you know, none of that would be possible if he wasn't here, if he wasn't healthy. And I am so dedicated to my work because I know the value that those relationships have for grandchildren. And I want to help grandparents be healthy to be there for their grandkids. Now, I'm a parent. I have a two and a half year old boy and a five and a half month old daughter. And I have an entirely new appreciation for grandparents as a parent, especially during COVID. Um, we stopped going to daycare for um, just to be more cautious. And um, I'm going to be honest, this has been one of the hardest times of my life, trying to balance work. Um, I absolutely love work, you know, but I think a lot of working moms have been kind of torn between work and keeping their family as safe as possible this year. Um, and grandmas have stepped up, you know, first of all, we're geographically close to both, both sides, which is a huge blessing. And, um, they, they're watching the kids, um, so that I can work two or three days a week. And it, it's really good for my mental health. So not only do they get the time with the grandkids to positively impact them and make memories, but the secondary benefit of that, the indirect benefit is that I'm less stressed. I'm more mentally healthy. That's something that I've taken for granted. And it's really been a wake-up call my mental health this year. Um, and if they weren't in my lives, I wouldn't be as good of a mom. I wouldn't be as patient. I wouldn't be as good of a wife. So I'm even more grateful for grandparents, you know, for that. So I have my perspective as a grandchild, but then also as a parent. And... I just, if you're a parent out there or if you're a grandparent and you're listening and you're wondering, you know, what difference you make, you make a 
a great deal of a difference. And if you're wondering, oh, I don't want to bother my kids. I don't want to bother my grandkids. They have a life of their own. Reach out to them. Send them a letter. Call them. <laughs> learn how to text. Learn how to FaceTime. Um, the joy that it's brought me to watch my grandma, because we're out here for my grandma's, I think, 83rd birthday this weekend. But she's down on the ground playing with Dawson. You know, she's able to pick up Leah. She's healthy. I would argue that she needs to eat more and especially more protein. And that's a different topic. But I'm so thankful that she's here and that we get to make these memories. So know that you are valued and know that you are loved and know that you matter. So that's kind of the first part of this little podcast impromptu. And the second was talking about learned hunger Um, sugar craving. So um, my family growing up, food is a big part of our culture. (laughs) Um, We had, I don't know, one of my brother's ex-girlfriends said once, your family talks about food all the time. You know, you're finishing one meal and you're already planning the next. And that is, that's pretty much the definition of how things work up here. Especially at the lake, it was always a celebration. Um, We got to be together with cousins a lot growing up and You know, we'd have cinnamon rolls and fruit for breakfast. We'd have homemade ice cream and chocolate sauce. One of my earliest memories actually up here is I was too young to read because my brother would have to read the title on the Rugrats show that we were watching on Nickelodeon. And I would pour a whole bowl of M&Ms and I'd put them in the microwave for exactly one minute until the shell was crispy and the inside was still melted. And I would eat a whole bowl of M&Ms, you know, probably as a five or six year old. And we didn't know any better. My parents didn't know better. My grandparents didn't know better. And I didn't know better. But I grew up really, really um, craving sweets, craving sugar a lot, and I would eat a lot of it. And I started having just a little bit of a weight struggle in physical therapy school. And I was eating Cliff Bars all the time, which have as much sugar as a Snickers bar. Um... And I've had to do a lot of self-study and self-education about what, is, what does it really mean to be healthy, you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy. Um, and that's really kind of why I chose this weight loss avenue because I saw so many of my geriatric clients in home care and rehab who could have prevented the diabetes and the heart disease and the dementia and some cancers and arthritis, you know, if they had lost weight if they had only lived a healthy lifestyle. And so I kind of came to believe if every single one of my clients, I mean, probably 95 plus percent of the people that I ever worked with in traditional geriatric PT was overweight or obese. If this many people don't even know what it means to live a healthy lifestyle, that means we have some work to do in the healthcare field of proactive medicine. And so that's kind of really why I decided to step into this role as a weight loss coach um, for aging adults. And when I say aging adults, you know, I, I really mean 50 plus, but I certainly work with people under 52. The principles I teach um, work no matter what age you are. But regarding my why, you know, obviously with grandparents, <laughs> usually there's not a ton in the 40s. So um, anyways, kind of got a little sidetracked there. So sugar, a lot of sugar up here. What did, what did I feel, you know, when I was up here with my parents, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles? I felt, I felt like I was having fun. 
I felt like I didn't have a lot of responsibility. I felt loved. I felt relaxed. And so what I noticed when I went off to college and PT school and beyond, when I didn't feel so loved and I was stressed or anxious or depressed, when I wanted to relax, when I wanted to have no responsibility, I turned to sugar. Because psychologically for me, sugar was associated with times in my life where I felt those desired emotions. Now here's the really scary part. That's just the psychological aspect of sugar, but there's also a physical reaction in your brain. Sugar lights up the same center in your brain as cocaine. It's an addictive substance and it's hiding in so many foods. And it's one of the simplest, most straightforward things that you can do to improve your health is to reduce your added sugar. Um, that's, that's just one of the easiest ways that you're going to lose weight and keep it off. But I didn't know any of that. And I wanted to share that with you because I want you to reflect on five questions for me, especially leading up to the holidays that can bring on more sweets cravings that can trigger some nostalgia and make you crave those times, you know, that you had as a child that usually revolve around sugar. So when you find yourself emotionally eating or wanting to eat sugar, I want you to actually sit down and journal on these questions. Now, if you don't sit down and if you don't journal, you're not going to see results. Okay. You actually have to do the work. So I want you to think, where am I? Who am I with? What am I doing? What emotions am I, what emotions am I feeling right now? And how can, what time is it? It's also a helpful one, but how can I fill this emotion in a way that doesn't involve food? I'm going to repeat those. Where am I? What time is it? Who am I with? What am I feeling or what am I doing? And how can I feel, fill those um, emotions? How can I feel that, fill that emotional need in a way that doesn't involve food? Write those down. Keep them somewhere that you can remember. Um, and then journal on those. And if you do that, you're going to start to see habits. You're going to start to see trends. You know, do you always, for me... Do you always emotionally eat after you put the kids to bed because you feel like you've earned it? You feel tired. You feel a little bit stressed. You feel like you just want to avoid the responsibility for a little bit. So you're going to find your own patterns and then you can start changing your environment and you can start changing your systems and you can start changing your habits. But if you're not even aware of what bad habits exist, you can't change them. And so that's my challenge to you is think about how your upbringing perhaps may have contributed to your sweets cravings and to your emotional eating tendencies. And how can you be proactive this holiday season to prevent the weight gain, to reduce your cravings? Because if you're thinking, I'm just going to give it a break, give up, give up, you know, essentially for a couple months, I'm going to start again in January. I'm going to tell you this, there's nothing magical about January 1st. If you are waiting for some magical motivation or inspiration to happen overnight between December 31st and January 1st, you're going to be disappointed. You cannot wait for a certain day to start improving your life. You have to start today. And it can be as simple as journaling on those questions. 
It can be as simple as reflecting on your why, on the underlying reason that you want to get healthy. But you have to do something and you have to take action. And I really challenge you to not wait until the new year. Don't let one day pass you by without trying to become a better version of yourself. So if you liked this episode, I want you to let me know. Let me know on social. I'm trying to hang out on Instagram a little bit more, at Dr. Morgan Nolte. And if you haven't left a rating and review for this podcast, that would mean a lot to me. Um, But yeah, if you like these little impromptu kind of what's on my mind episodes, let me know and I'll do more of them. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.